Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Help I Have a Teenager, the podcast that's here to answer all your questions about the new teen age. My name is Jo Lamble. I'm a mum of two adult children, a clinical psychologist and the co-author of a book called The New Teen Age, How to Support Today's Tweens and Teens to Become Healthy, Happy Adults. My name is Dr Ginny Mansberg. I'm Jo's co-author of The New Teen Age and a mum with six kids in our blended family. Joe, we've got two brilliant questions from our anonymous form today, which you'll find in our show notes for this episode. We have no idea who sends it to us, and they really, truly are anonymous. Now, here's the first one. Hello. We have a very responsible 15-year-old daughter who we have a very open relationship with, and she tells us most things. She's just now starting to show interest in boys, and one in particular that she's very fond of and sounds like it's reciprocated. So far, they just talk a lot at school and over text. My question is, how do I help my husband come to terms with it? He says it makes him feel sick because he knows how 15-year-old boys think. My husband has trouble listening and says he'd rather not know. But I don't want her to stop feeling like she can talk openly to us about boys, as difficult as it might be to hear. Any suggestions would be appreciated. Love the podcast. I'm forever quoting you ladies to fellow teen mums and my kids. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Joe. we want our kids to be talking over dinner about all sorts of stuff. We don't want any no-go areas, do we? Well, it certainly can be hard for some parents to think about their children having any sort of sexual relationship, let alone talk about it, and it sounds like your husband's one of them. So, you know, by all means, remind your husband how important it is to have a close relationship with his daughter. But if he's really struggling, then I think maybe you should just keep taking the lead on this one, which I'm sure you already are. You don't need two parents to be sitting down giving the talk. Mind you, at 15, you've probably given the talk to your daughter, but you don't need two of you to be having all these discussions. If your husband can't hear her feelings about boys, just make sure there's other things he's talking to her about. You know, what do they have in common? What shared interests do they have? So so he can keep that connection strong by hanging out. But I don't think he needs to be involved in every discussion because you wouldn't want your daughter feeling awkward when she's talking about sex and having any sort of shame about sex or any shame about talking about her feelings for some boy because her dad's there <laughs> cringing and bringing out in the sweat. But it doesn't have to be about sex. I mean, the feelings of a 15-year-old falling in love for the first time are so not only exciting but overwhelming and she wants to talk about it because it's so cute and we kind of want to hear it because it's lovely. 
just because they're texting, do we need to be having the every single time at the dinner table talking about safe sex and making sure that the condom's involved and, you know, don't get too intense, you know, make sure that you're having other friends because otherwise it's all, you know, sex, sex, sex. Can we not have a middle ground here? Sure, but what if she's just talking about, oh, and he's, you know, really, no, I like him. Oh, and she's blushing and she's embarrassed, she doesn't really talk about it. And he comes in with, this is all 15-year-old boys want, that's all they're thinking about. So he's giving the warning. Daughter might be trying to keep it light. Mum's trying to keep it light. Dad's bringing it down. <laughs> so to me, I don't think that should necessarily be dinner party conversation. I've got a funny story, Ginny. I'm sorry, honey, to my husband. But anyway, when I was giving the sex talk to my son much earlier than this in the way that I always recommend, which is with a good book and a glass of wine, and I was sitting on our bed, my husband and I, I'm not my son's, <laughs> sitting on a bed with a glass of wine, reading the the book about, you know, changing bodies and sex and whatever. Anyway, got to the point about wet dreams and my son said, well, how often do you have a wet dream? Is it every night? And I went, oh, I don't know. Andy, how often do you have wet dreams <laughs> when you start having them? And he went, Jeez, I was just coming to see if you want some more wine. We just walked away again. You know, no help. And I went, I'm oh, sorry, we'll have to Google that, hun. I don't know. <laughs> so some people just can't handle that conversation. And if they are like my husband, then to me you just take the lead and you just have a bit of a laugh and get on with it. But you're quite right, Ginny, every discussion on her feelings about anybody she's interested in should be casual. But You know, I I hear lots of adults tell me that, and again, hopefully it's so much more improved these days, but do talk about how it was quite a shameful thing to talk about at home and every single discussion on anything to do with relationships came with a warning like in Mean Girls, you will get pregnant. And we'll die. get no. You'll get chlamydia and, and die. die. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we love that book. <laughs> which, by the way, the movie was based on the book Queen Bees and Wannabes, which is a fabulous book. If nobody has read it, it's actually terrific. I do think that you need to have a chat to your husband, though, and I think it is worthwhile saying to him that. I think the fact that you knew a few 15-year-old boys in your day does not mean you know every single thing about all 15-year-old boys in the year 2023. What it probably means is you knew what 15-year-old boys were up to in the 80s and I think you should be open to the possibility that they're just texting, that they might be going to have a kiss, that that is really all they're going to do. And a lot of 15-year-olds having sex, Ginny, as you know. Less (laughs) 15-year-olds having sex today than there were in the 80s when we were teenagers. I just think that if he's really closed to the possibility of this being a conversation that he can handle and that his brain just keeps going to a negative, you know, image of his beautiful daughter being deflowered by an unethical, horrible teenager who's just going to dump her for the next gorgeous 13-year-old who comes along. That is just, it's an unhelpful perspective for him. It's going to give him unnecessary worries. And it's kind of implying that their daughter has no agency in what's happening in her empowered relationship with a 15-year-old. I think there are ways now that kids have relationships. This is the Me Too era. This is the Time's Up era. These kids are far more respectful of each other. We need to just hear them out and be open to the possibility that these kids have got it right and are not just trying to be rutting like rabbits in the you know backseat of a car somewhere. I'm nodding profusely. Excellent. <laughs> love unlimited access to everything women are talking about right now, subscribe to Mamma Mia. An annual Mamma Mia subscription includes online access to every Mamma Mia event, subscriber-exclusive stories, podcasts and videos from Australia's leading independent women's media brand.
Our second question reads, Hello, I have a 12 and 14-year-old girl and a boy. They both want a lock on their door. They're at an age where I think it's appropriate that they have their privacy, but I'm worried about device use behind locked doors. Telling them no devices in the bedroom feels unreasonable considering the configuration of the home. What's your advice on locked bedroom doors? Why do they want a locked door? What are they concerned about? Are they concerned that they will close their door and that you will disregard the closed door and barge in at any time? Well, don't do that. (laughs) That's really easy. You can have that conversation and say, what is it about a closed door that you want? And if they go, because you're always walking in on me and I hate it, then just say, okay, I'll knock twice. But if it's dinner time and you don't come, I'm going to barge in. Or whatever it is that works in your family's values, I can't work out the need for a lock. Joe, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not a fan on locked bedroom doors at all, unless there's a reason for it. So I agree. You know, you, you just have a family policy. We'll all knock before we enter someone's closed door and you knock and you wait to be asked to come in. And if that's not happening, why not? If you're concerned, if there's any mental health issues, you certainly don't want a locked door. And again, you say, I will knock, but if there's a delay, I will be opening the door. But you lay that out in the opening. Why I'm, I'm just hesitating a little bit, Ginny, and this is just such a tiny chance and I'm not saying this is happening in in this household at all but a word of warning I had a client come in recently who told me that they had begged a, their parents to put a lock on their bedroom door and the parents quite understandably said no we don't have locked bedrooms in this house so they didn't but what they found out later is that the older brother had been sexually abusing her so for any of the listeners out there, if if a child or teen suddenly asks for a lock on their door, then it's so important they fully explore why. And you, you make sure you say that you can hear anything because you need to say, okay, you've asked for a locked door. Why is that, honey? And, and you can tell me anything because they need to know that you are willing to hear what might be your worst nightmare and that you are there to protect them and their privacy. Now, as I said, I am not saying at all that this is happening in this household where your son and daughter have asked for a lock door at all. That's more for the listeners out there to just please listen. If your gorgeous child or teen, you know, has been quite happy all this time and suddenly the personality has changed, the mood has dropped, marks are dropping and they're also asking for a locked door, I alarm bells would be sounding so loudly for me. But As for no devices in the bedroom, as we've discussed before, you know, it's great to have a policy of no devices in the bedrooms an hour before sleep and overnight, no matter what the configuration of the house is. So that's a sort of separate conversation about devices in the bedroom. And yeah, as soon as you find out why they want to lock on the door and if there's other ways you can make sure they get privacy, I think it should be fine. 12 and 14-year-old kids generally do need privacy. Um, Yes. They're often masturbating at a furious amount, a furious rate, and, you know, it needs to be not explicitly declared but normalised in as much as we get that there's stuff that you do in private in your room as you have every right to do. I want my privacy at times, you want your privacy. I'm not telling you you have no right to privacy. So it's not like you either have a lock on the door or there's no door at all and everybody gets to look in and see everything you're doing. We need to acknowledge their need for personal time at times and then, as Joe says, go and shove the laptop and the iPad and the iPhone in the laundry from 9 o'clock. 
But that's all we've got time for this week. If you have a question, you can email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au. And if you like this show, please share it with your friends and tell people about it. This podcast was produced by our beautiful Emmeline Peterson. I'm Jo Lambert. I'm Ginny Mansberg, and we'll see you next week. Bye.